Hello and welcome to the No Room for Doubt podcast. My name's Kyra Matthews. I'm a manifestation obsessive and I help creatives and independent business owners overcome self-doubt and anxiety so they can build thriving businesses online. So let's get into it. Hello, hello, hello and welcome to the show. I have a really fun interview today with one of my previous clients, a Stuck to Unstoppable grad who has finished the program and she's come to tell you all about it. She's come to tell you all about the things that she learned, all the mindset lessons, all the shifts that she had, the wins, the fails, the highs, the low. She's come here today to tell you about her journey. And Before we get into that goodness, I do just want to say that this client came to me because she was referred by one of my other clients, who you've also heard on the podcast. That client had an amazing experience with me about two years ago, and every now I meet another American client, and I'm like, okay, amazing, like, how did you find me? And they always go back to this one client that I had about two years ago. And it's really interesting because I, when I first started off as a coach, like I had my basic knowledge, I did a um, program that teaches you how to be a coach and all that kind of stuff. And I remember like the skill that I had then. And I was just thinking about how like since that day to like meeting that client that I worked with two years ago, Like I continuously kept on reinventing and improving myself. I basically didn't rest until I understood everything about my clients, everything about what makes them successful, everything about what holds them back and how to be the kind of service provider that has people falling in love with their products and services that they literally go and tell their friends. And it is so nice to see people online and to hear me talk about it and to talk about like, oh, like I've had all these referrals. Isn't that so great? But I do just want to say the amount of like imposter syndrome, the amount of self-doubt, the amount of fear and anxiety I had to go through to get to a place where my clients refer me, people know about me before I even meet them, before I introduce them took it took so much for me to get here and this conversation today is really an example of if I hadn't put in all of that work if I hadn't believed that my future self would have this successful business I may not have met the client that shares her story today and that's just a really weird thought okay so I actually have had lots of personal conversations with my uh, friends recently about what I think makes a service provider, a good service provider, an ethical service provider. And I have some very strong thoughts and opinions. And maybe one day I'll do um, a podcast episode on that. And I'm starting to see all of those strong opinions about how to show up from an authentic place I'm seeing that all play out and all click into motion. This client that shared her story with me, she actually emailed me after we finished working together and she said, Kyra, thank you so much for following your calling. Thank you for signing up to be a coach. Thank you for raising your hand because I'm so grateful. And I just want to say to all of my past clients, my current clients and future clients, I am so grateful and Grateful isn't even the word. I am honoured and humbled to go along and do this mission and to do this journey with you. It is the work of my life. It's the work of a lifetime. And I am delighted that you chose me to be your coach to support you on one small bit of your journey. And for all the listeners and everyone who's following and engaging, thank you so much for being here. When I was editing the episode for this, I was like, it is mad that I get to do this for a community for and for a podcast that's had 20,000 downloads. I am just, whoa, like, like the scales have tipped in my mind where I'm like, 
we're on to something. We're doing something big and we're doing something huge. So he is my client talking about the journey that she went on to achieve her 90 day goal. Um, This is a really interesting conversation and I hope it inspires you to keep on going and to keep digging and to get curious no matter where you are on your goal currently. And of course, if you're wanting to work with me, I actually have something for you. This, at the end of this month, so we're in June at the time of recording this, but at the end of this month, I'm hosting the Close the Gap webinar. And (laughs) I'm going to be sharing the biggest lessons, my top tips for achieving any goal based on the wins that I've had from getting my business from zero to the point where people use my service and recommend me to all of their friends. So I would love to share all of this information with you. It's going to be super, super fun. Um, Webinars with me are always a good time. At the end of the webinar, I will tell you about Stuck to Unstoppable um, and you're welcome to stay and listen to that as well. And yeah, I just, um, I'm excited and I'm grateful and I cannot, I don't know why, but lately I've really struggled to like finish a sentence. What I want to say is you can sign up for the webinar that is happening at the end of this month in the show notes or via the link in my Instagram bio at Kyrie the Bold. I'm going to stop talking and I'm going to let my lovely, amazing client take over the show. Introducing Kay. Thank you for coming again. We've, we recorded this once. It got lost in the ether. So here we're recording again the second time. Thank you so much for joining. Yeah, thank you so much for asking me to be on. I'm, I'm excited. Part two. Part two. <laughs> <laughs> so who are you and what do you do? Yeah, so my so my first name is Kirsten. I do go by artist name K. I am a creative, all around creative, um, but sp- more specifically, I'm a photographer, a director, a creative director, and I work in the entertainment, advertising, and music industry. And yeah, I, I work with executives to not only help them create striking visuals, but then furthermore develop the stories in order to communicate them. So yeah, all, all things visuals, all things creatives. I am, I'm your girl. That's so cool. And your introduction just sparked off such a big question for me. And mm-hmm. my question, I'll just go dive into it and share that. And my question is like, you're such like a multi-talented creative. How did you reconcile yeah. all of the pieces? And I know obviously we've worked together. You're, you're a graduate from Stuck to Unstoppable. This was part of our work. But just for everyone listening, yeah. I know that there's so many creatives who are like at the beginning in, of their journey or they're in a midpoint in their journey. And they're like, I want to do this. And I love painting and I love this and that and that. Like, what was it like for you to like bring all of these like different mediums together in what you do now, which is like creative strategy and visioning? Yeah, yeah, it was, as you know, as we, it was definitely part of the work that we did together. Um, and I came into this program really just putting that at the forefront, like, hey, I have all these moving pieces going on. I'm this, I'm this, I'm this, and I'm not sure, you know, what's going to stick. And it was about a five to six year journey for me, kind of just bouncing between all of these different parts of me. Mm. And it was very frustrating, to be very honest. Um, I know (laughs) we worked through a lot of that frustration together. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, half of it was, I mean, where I am now and, and looking back on what that five to six year period was for me. A lot of it was just giving myself permission to be curious, which I think is needed as not only people, but especially as creatives. But a lot of times and what I found happened to me and what I hear is uh, the experience for a lot of other creatives is that that curiosity does, um, it can sometimes feel cyclical and like never ending. And you don't really know what's going to stick or what's going to be your thing. Um, So it can feel very discouraging at times. And it was very discouraging for me. I I brought all of that into the sessions that we did together. And one of the things that I felt that I left out with this program 
was a greater sense of clarity, direction, and conviction. It was just kind of like this th- triple threat that happened. <laughs> you know, a lot of a lot of the work that we did together, it, it not only gave me permission to, you know, identify all of the moving pieces, but figure out what really resonated most with me. And also, you know, you also gave me permission to change my mind from time to time, which, you know, I think I had experienced changing my mind over the years, but it was always changing my mind and then shame following directly after it. Never changing my mind and feeling like this is okay, you know? But yeah, I, I, I do feel like I landed on the things I'm passionate about and that I want to see myself do in this life. And I really do. I thank the program for that. I have, I have, I have to give you all of the (laughs) flowers. I love that. I love that. So you've kind of touched on what life was like before we started coaching. You said about that five to six year period, having multiple things that you wanted to do and having like discouragement and feeling shame when you chose something, feeling bad if you changed your mind. What would you say was the things that like, if you were to paint a picture of like what life was like for you before, what were the like big challenges that came up for you that you really kind of tried to or struggled to navigate? I would say some of the bigger challenges were my follow through for one. I I remember just constantly starting Mm. over. I I would start something and I'd be so excited about it. And then somewhere like midpoint, right before I was about to finish, something kicked in and it was just like, um, I think my, you know, not only my limiting beliefs, but just, you know, my, my patterns at that point were talking myself out of, you know, releasing my brilliance or just kind of seeing it through. I have to Um, pause you there, like, because you're touching on something that I know so many people will resonate with. And I actually have been there like this, like, extreme like weird perfectionism where it's almost like a self-sabotage like you do all this work you get so close and then there's something in you that says it's not going to work out don't do it like you can't finish it and then so you perpetuate your own fear that it won't work out by not finishing it and it's just this horrible endless cycle and you start to think well maybe I need to do something else and then it will figure itself out and then you try so many things that you realize like oh wait it's me like the problem I'm the drama (laughs) yeah I'm the drama I'm the drama yeah it's me literally yeah I came by a post yesterday actually and it was a post that was describing um, some ways that self-sabotage can show up. And one of them was uprooting. Mm. And I had never come by the term uprooting before. I didn't, essentially what I just described is what they were saying uprooting was. And I was like, wow, that's, it's a thing. And I think it's a thing that, like you said, a lot of people, businesswomen, creatives, professionals, humans i think we honestly experience it and it and it can be this just really for lack of a better word frustrating yeah. thing so yeah i would definitely say my follow through was the first thing and then like just imagine like not only was i like starting all of these projects but i was starting multiple different projects not seeing them through and then they all fell under different mm. categories like I was like, I wanted to be a UX designer. I wanted to be a photographer. I, at one point, was like, I'm going to be a A&R. I, there's, girl, a, a music manager. Like, there was just so many different... There was, like, all songs that, like, I just kept opening. Yeah. And they all fascinated me. And it's so funny, because I, I, I do talk to colleagues every now and again, and a lot of them you know, they, they also communicate that they have this problem of like, I keep opening all of yeah. these boxes. And what happens is I open them and I'm also really good at oh, them. <laughs> it is the blessing and the curse of the multi-talented creative. Yes. So being multi-talented and I, and I, some, I call it multi-passionate, honestly, at this yeah. point, I'm like, okay, this must just be passion here. My self-talk at the time was just terrible, in all in all honesty. <laughs> um, and again, it was just, it was it was just rooted in disappointment. It was rooted in shame. It was rooted in frustration. 
because I, I it was just a part of myself where I was like, if I don't identify what it is that I want to do or what it is that I'm really good at or what's going to stick, then there's a piece of my identity that is still missing. And that felt really important mm. to me was just understanding like, I've got to find this thing or these things, whatever they are, so that I, my identity can feel complete. And, you know, thinking back on it now, it it feels a bit extreme to say it like <laughs> If, yeah, I'm listening like, okay, girl. It was <laughs> to think that that was the environment that I was in mentally, yeah. especially now being at a place, looking back on it, like, baby girl, you were just going through your journey. You know, you were just in a period of curiosity. You were in a period of exploration. And that period is at this point, I arguably, it is way more important than I think sometimes being planted in the things that we know for sure. There are so many people and there are so many instances where we don't even have the opportunity or the space or the resources, to be frank with you, to explore at all. So, you know, now, today, <laughs> looking back on what I was going through <laughs> within those five to six periods, I do feel very fortunate I'm yeah. extremely happy to be where I am right now just because I feel like I know, I feel like my feet are a bit more planted. I feel like I do have, you know, more direction or, you know, more clarity is, is what I've been calling it. But it, it was, it was a journey for sure. And um, now that I do feel like I'm on the other side of it, mm. I'm like, you know, those, those are, those are the moments where as frustrating as it may feel, those are the moments where we do need to extend ourselves some grace. And just let yeah, it and let it ride. Absolutely. You know, let it let let ourselves ride the wave. <laughs> I mean, I love this because obviously we finished working together like a couple of months ago now. Mm -hmm. And so like to hear you be like so chill. Yeah. Like, yeah, just let it ride the wave. Like <laughs> right. yourself needed a little bit of that chill. <laughs> Cause she was not happy with the waves. She Definitely. was I was pushing against the current. I was girl. I was not messing with the waves. I didn't want to be in the water. <laughs> yeah, literally, like, get me off this ride. Yeah. Like, what the hell? <laughs> I loved what you said, and I just wanted to come back to it, what you said about, like, being multi-passionate or multi-talented and then discovering that you're good at many things. And I've yeah. met, like, a lot of people like this, and I would identify myself with that. And people can resist when they come into Stuck to Unstoppable. And I think you had a little bit of this because we work on one thing. Yeah. Like we decide one area, one thing that we're going to work on. And it can be really challenging because what can happen is that we work on one thing and we, you essentially walk into failure at some point on your journey, you'll walk into failure. And if you don't have the right accountability to navigate you through that, challenge and that turmoil and that failure what happens is the brain senses that that discomfort in like one area and then you're like oh let me go start that other thing mm -hmm. and then you go to like the creative process which is the fun you start mood boarding you start pinteresting and that's the part where it feels fun and then you move that project up right until it gets uncomfortable or right until you feel like your first fail in that area then you go to the next one yeah and what can happen is that not only are you like not sure what your creative medium and what sure what your thing is you also haven't learned the skill to navigate failure and navigate all the like ups and downs that come on in your journey yeah so i always say i think that's one of the reasons why i designed the program like this is i want you to know how to like get from a to b like once and be able to swim that length and then you can take it onto all of the other things. But right now we've got to build the skill. I always say goal setting and goal achievement is a skill. Like we've got to get that, like learn how to bake a Victoria sponge. Yeah. And then you can go and be baking all of the amazing like cake castles that you want. Absolutely. And it's so funny because I, I specifically remember when you asked me to identify my 90 day goal when we first started. Um, yes. I came back to with three goals. <laughs> I swear it was more like a page of something. I mean, it probably was. And it was just such a 
it's such a funny moment for me because I was like, what does she mean? Just one goal? Like, I don't, I don't know if I, can, I don't know if that's possible. But yeah, I, 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 that just popped up in my mind, and I was just like, that moment for me was like, it was so challenging because I was like, just one? There's no way. <laughs> There's no way. That's yeah, not possible. And, um, you know, I I set my initial goal. You know, we started the process of seeing that one through. And then shortly after, I came to you and I wanted to change it. <laughs> and I felt so bad about wanting to change it, too, that I almost didn't. And I almost just kept myself in that, planted in that goal for the sake of like, well, this is what I said I was going to do. And I think that was, yeah. again, that kind of like that guilt and that shame trying to like run the block or spin the block. Yeah. And you really, in that moment, it was very cathartic for me because you really gave me permission to change it and was like, who cares? You know, like, and, mm-hmm. and I know it, it might, it might sound like, because once we did that, we definitely went through the entire process of like, mm-hmm. you set this goal. We're gonna we're gonna do A. We're gonna do B. You're gonna fail, and we're gonna get over the failure, and we're gonna see it. Through, we're gonna see it through. But I do have to say that I have to thank you for that because it was definitely that that point in time was like I think I was developing a lack of trust in myself up into that point, and then you know coming to you, and then also communicating like, hey, I'm no longer feeling in alignment with my initial goal. And instead of you just like coming down on me or just like questioning me or trying to challenge it, it was just like, figure out why you don't feel in alignment with it and let's pivot. But once we pivot, we're seeing this thing through. So yeah, it was it was definitely a, a turning point for me. And just for everyone listening, because obviously we've spoken about one goal having one goal and then we spoke about changing it it's so different to go out into the world try something to learn and get experience and have new information and then to decide actually this is no longer something that I want to do like with that first goal you made so much progress and you actually achieved it I think and then you were like actually I don't want to continue doing this that is so different then not setting the goal and like changing your mind a million times and not having any of that real life information. So I think that's just so important. What was your first 90 day goal? And then what was your second? My first 90 day goal was to secure a client as an A&R. And just for everyone listening who doesn't know what an A&R is, could you yeah, please explain? So like an A&R is essentially someone who scouts music talent. They develop music talent and really support the development of who they um, have scouted essentially you identify an underground artist you really like their sound and you're like you know what I think you'd be a superstar I'm going to help you I love music and I was also making the transition from the tv and film industry into the music industry and in my mind I was like oh my goodness I love music I love going to like underground artist shows and I was like, I think I, I think I'm just really good at this, so I'm just gonna give it a try. I've identified this A and R position as the position that would possibly render me like this satisfaction within the music industry. So yeah, my initial goal was let's yeah. let's secure one client as an A and R. Like let's give this thing a try. And as you said, I did. I, I ended up doing some outreach to a few rising artists in the Houston area. A few got back to me. And then I ended up meeting with two of them and we had meetings and everything. Like it was, it it was great. And even in in that instance, I remember Mm. us talking about even receiving a yes or a response can be a win, which I think is really, really important, especially as creatives, because it can, it can be hard. There's a lot of like fall through in the creative industry especially because resources or budgets just aren't there. And so sometimes a lot of what we are experiencing feels like failure because the the entire process is not being seen through. Whereas in that moment, 
you know, you really mm-hmm. grounded me in the fact that like even receiving a yes is a win. If we're receiving a response, like somebody even acknowledging that you messaged them is, is, is a win. So yeah, that, that was the first initial goal. And then, and started, you know, knocking off some of my, the process of that goal. And I just felt unaligned and I, I wanted to honor the fact that I felt unaligned and um, just really tap into what that was communicating to me. And so I just dug a little deeper and I sat with what was really on my heart in terms of, um, my career and my creativity. And um, I ended up communicating to you that I wanted to uh, transition or change my goal rather to, oh, what was it? Oh, being a director's assistant. Very passionate about films. I'm very passionate about music videos and directing in general. It's what I am just like unintentionally, intentionally studying all the time. And so, yeah, at that point I was like, I know that I want to be a music video director. I need to start taking steps towards doing that. And one step that I've identified that I feel like I can make my goal right now is to become a director's assistant. And so, yeah, then it was like, all right, girl, well, let's do it. We're we're, going to, we're going to do this director's assistant thing, you know, but still take stock of what your experience was with your first goal. So it wasn't this whole like, oh, okay, you're changing yeah. it. We're just going to forget. We're going to throw it away. We're not going to like give any credit to the work that you did, which I really appreciated. But, you know, in the same breath, it was like, all right, well, you, you this is what you identified. So we're going to get some movement going on this. And we're going to add, and I love the example that you gave is that we're going to add some pages. We, we've done like we, I remember at one point you were like, we've already put enough pages I think it was in terms of like my belief system, not the 90 day goal, but it was like, you know, we've already put, you already have enough pages here. Let's add some pages here. And so it was like starting the process of just adding some pages over here in this director's assistant goal. Thank you for sharing that about your goals. And what would you say is some of your highlights throughout this process? So essentially we've got to a place where you worked on one goal you were doing all of the things like you were really learning the process of goal setting and putting yourself out there and discovering that oh my gosh people didn't hate you they were actually really interested in what you had to say and then you've set that other goal what was some of your highlights as you was going through the process yeah I mean in terms of things that like that started off as as just a mere thought (laughs) um (laughs) that's like where they all start that that then actually materialized into something bigger in in the, in the in reality was definitely having those meetings with those two clients those two um, rising artists in Houston was huge for me just even having those conversations mm-hmm. like literally sitting across the table talking to them was like okay this is possible and not only did you do it once you did it tw- <laughs> you did it twice yes and I, and I remember that, you know, we, we really um, acknowledged the fact that all of that started by me. Oh, I know my, my homework was to be in action. All of that started with me being in action and me, you know, I made a lot of lists during our time together. <laughs> so the out, you know, the outreach was a huge part of my time spent in the program and because that was directly correlated with me being in action. And so I ended up sending off a lot of texts, a lot of emails, making a lot of calls, you know, in hopes seeing through my my 90 day goal. But definitely sitting down with the artist, I also ended up DMing a executive as, at a music label very randomly one day. I was walking through the airport, I saw a tweet And, you know, he was expressing a need and I was like, I can fulfill this need. And, you know, without overthinking it, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to send him a DM. I'm going to shoot my shot, whatever. I didn't know if he was going to respond, mind you. And I ended up getting on the plane, you know, phone was on airplane mode. I got off the plane and he he ended up messaging me back almost automatically. It was like, let's do it. And that moment was, yeah, it was so good. It was so pivotal. It really what happened in that moment was it gave me so much information in terms of what just doing it looks like what Mm. getting out of like your head and just like 
what 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 that could could really look like the the results that could really come from that so so that that was huge and i laughed when you said lists because just for everyone listening i remember there being a period like a day where i was like no more lists like no more planning like you are the queen of like notion beautiful it's got tabs it's got links and back pages and there was a day where i was like we're done the plan is over and then you got into action and then you did it and you actually created this thing that you were dreaming about which is so much more valuable than just having a static plan yeah Yeah, absolutely yeah i it is so funny because when you told me no more list i was like i'm sorry that's impossible (laughs) how much how, how am I going to continue forward? What do you mean? Um, but it was very much busy work for me. And you made it very clear that it was busy work. And it, that was something that I needed to hear, honestly. Um, and I know that that's something that you have not only, you not only identified with me, but previous clients. It's something that is a part of the program. It's like, you know, we get into this rhythm of really avoiding what our 5% tasks are. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Teach the people what a 5% task. Yeah. So the 5% tasks are A, your best friend, your your bestie that you don't even know is your bestie right now. Yeah. But essentially it's the task that you you should be focusing on. You you have your goal and you have things that might feel like they are moving you towards your goal, but I, I'm, I'm going to let you add to this because I want to make sure that it gets the justice that it deserves um, or the explanation rather. But yeah, just essentially like the, th- the, the, the things that the top tasks that are really going to help you accomplish the goal at hand. It's not the busy work. It's not the list. It's not the like, I need to work on the colors on my landing page. It is like, who do you need to be talking to? What? Yeah. What do you, what do you need to be posting? How are you supposed to be promoting yourself right now? It just, it, it gets to the good stuff. And I will let you, I'll let you add on to it if I missed anything. Yeah. Like you've touched on it like so much, like essentially what can happen is you can find yourself, you can set yourself a goal and then you can find yourself constantly in the planning, but to everybody else and even to yourself, it looks like you're working. So you're like, oh, I'm just picking the colors for my website. Oh, I'm just creating Canva graphics. Oh, I'm just um, writing the copy and rewriting and rewriting and rewriting the words on my website or my caption. But all of that work it's not actually moving you any closer to your goal. Like it's likely if you're dreaming big enough, your goal is going to require other people, other people, other humans. Like if you're attempting to make a sales goal, like you're going to need other people to say yes and also to say no. If you're wanting to do like a brand partnership, you're going to need a human to see what you have to offer and then to make a decision if it's yes or no. So that busy work where it's just you and you're not giving anyone the opportunity to see you, you're not giving any, you're not making offers. Usually that's the work where you wanna spend less time and you wanna spend more time out in the world, talking to the people, introducing them to who you are. But the thing about that is that it's the scariest part of your goal. So you always are like, your brain is always gonna wanna put it off. And Stuck to Unstoppable, I think it's really good because I really hold you account to doing those things. (laughs) Those 5%. I'm like, you're not finishing this program without taking some action. That's not just going to happen. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And they are scary. Yeah. (laughs) They are scary. There's a lot of resistance that came up for me, not only throughout the program, but specifically within the 5% task. Um, Mm -hmm. It's, as as we've been explaining, those are the things that are like, they have no fluff. They, they, it's, it's, it's like, it kind of unearths the things that not only should be priority, but they are like, they're the things that are, that are going to elicit like the most fear, the most yeah. resistance because they're the things that you should be doing. They are, they are truly the things that are going to push you forward. And so, yeah, throughout my, throughout not only identifying my 5% task, which was uncomfortable within itself, <laughs> um, <laughs> but then, you know, also then, actively pursuing them and like stepping into them uh yeah there there was a lot of a lot of resistance that came up for me but you know and, and I do remember discussing this with you and then there's a book 
that I, I love and I swear by. It's called the the Art of War. Yes. No, the War of Art by by Stephen Pressfield. Yeah. Um, is an incredible book, and and essentially, you know, I remember telling you like. I feel so much resistance towards this thing and this thing and this thing. Um, but I was like, but I know, like, I know that resistance is like an indicator of the exact thing that I should be doing. And I say that to say that not only as a businesswoman, but as a creative, it can feel just so confusing at times. And I know that we, we charged a lot of that to me, just experiencing a lot of cognitive dissonance throughout this program. <laughs> But yeah, the resistance that comes up can be it's so frightening at times. But and I and I think it's something that not only I experience, but I think this program really, you know, kind of the bare bones of it is like we are we're leaning into it. Mm. We're leaning into oh yeah Yeah. that's (laughs) so interesting I have a question for you like so obviously you've gone out and achieved goals and you've like met with the people had the conversations and got the position that you wanted what is your thoughts because we essentially used mindset as a way in for you to create those opportunities so what are your thoughts to people who are like I don't need mindset right now. It's not a mindset issue that I'm facing. Like there are no opportunities out there in the world. Like it's hard for me to be a woman and be a creative. It's hard for me to be black and creative in these times. Like it's not a mindset problem that I'm having. What are your thoughts there? The first thing that comes to mind is that regardless of of if we see it this way or not, almost everything boils down to a mindset thing. Yeah, Hard agree. Um, everything starts with a thought. So regardless if like, you know, for instance, if, if someone is saying like, Hey, you know, I'm fine. It's not a mindset thing. However, I am experiencing X, Y, Z, right? You are having experienced X, Y, Z because of the thoughts that X, Y, Z were birthed from. Right. Um, and so I think I would just really encourage people to take stock of, what is it that you're going through? What is it that you're experiencing? If it's not something that is favorable to you, or if you are hoping to be in a different position or a different area in your life, or just be growth, whatever the case may be, take stock of, of what you're experiencing and why you think you're experiencing them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that will ultimately reveal a lot of information about what you're thinking and what you're telling yourself and just the reoccurring thoughts that are happening the reoccurring thoughts and actions and really the feelings too. I know we, we did a lot of feeling, feeling work <laughs> throughout yeah. the program as well. But yeah, I, I do think that, you know, what, what we are, what we are currently going, going through, what we have gone through and what we will go through or experience all boils down to our thoughts about where where we are with those things and, and how we feel about them so yeah I'm not gonna I'm not gonna shove mindset coaching down anybody's throat but it absolutely as someone who is not only high performing and just high functioning and super emotionally intelligent there were blind spots that you saw and that you were able to um really work with me with that I don't think I could have on my own Mm, at all yeah yeah thank you for saying that and that's so interesting and just to speak to that other piece as well because I did mention race and gender I never want it the mindset coaching piece to be like oh race and gender is just going to solve all of the issues societally that we have and it's not to say that um other people don't experience like experience harder challenges because absolutely they do but one thing that happened for me in my journey is like I learned a lot about society and about racism and about um, intersectionality. And I learned about how like women can be kept down. And I started to believe that it just wasn't possible for women to be creative, for women to make money, to have a business. And then I realized I had just internalized all this oppression and I had to like almost de-oppress myself in some way. And obviously this is still like a process. I'm not trying to say that I've like cracked capitalism or anything like that 
But so often yeah. you have to look into your brain and realize like some of the things that you're believing aren't possible are because somebody's benefiting for you from you not believing in yourself and that's not yeah. stepping into your power. And absolutely like when you reveal your brain to somebody else, they can support you and they can be like, is that true though? Or is that just something that you've picked up from Mr. Capitalism over there telling that you, that you're not enough because you know, you don't have a master's degree or a P or like whatever that thing is for you. And, and I do want to say that even reflecting on the program and reflecting on your approach, it felt very, it, it feels as if you do bring this information mm. with you into the program. Like I'm not just coming to you knowing that we need to adjust some thoughts here. Like I'm, I'm coming to you knowing that, as you said, like there is somebody benefiting from you not believing in yourself. Mm. Um, and it, and it feels very holistic. I mean, there were, I, and I know I briefly mentioned it earlier, but there was a time, there was a, a session that we had where you just sat with me in my feelings and like encouraged me to sit with my feelings and, you know, specifically with with mindset coaching I think there's this preconceived notion that it's just like somebody's going to be talking at you mm. rather than you know I'm, I'm just going to be talking at you and I'm going to be telling you what's wrong and how you need to fix it and you know I didn't know what to expect coming into the program but my experience with you felt very holistic and that's something that I really appreciate because it felt like there was just so much consideration and intention and care mm. infused to your work that I think not only you know women need but just business owners need like everything doesn't have to feel so cutthroat and like yeah. oh yes yes yeah <laughs> so so cutthroat and and, and harsh and rough and and um you know you you really showed that to me throughout this program so yeah I I will say can't force anybody on on the mindset <laughs> tip but it was not only cathartic for me but like you truly did expand me throughout the process mm -hmm. so yeah I have a wild card question for you and that question you can relate it to anything any work that we've done or any work even along your whole creative career but as you look back on where you've been and what you've been able to do I know you've worked in some incredible products even before we started working together what would you say is a risk that you almost didn't take? I, I can't remember if this happened during our time working together or maybe shortly before, but I was really like cold emailing a lot of people mm. at the time. I have been very fortunate over the past year and a half to sit on the phone with Hooray and Radio, which are companies of Issa Rae and more so uh, additionally I've uh, been able to sit on the phone with Dave Myers mm. who is a renowned music video director and to discuss me potentially being his director's assistant which is huge I, I, I'm not even going to downplay it right now <laughs> now's not um, the time both, no infidel <laughs> both 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 of those opportunities were um extremely pivotal moments in my career even though they didn't happen right I, I didn't become a part of the team at Easy Race Companies and then I also didn't have the opportunity to become Dave Meyer's assistant mm -hmm. but that did start with me really pushing past the the thought that like this was out of reach for me mm -hmm. and yeah I I will say even having the, the conversations and, and knowing that those conversations started because I decided that just to send off an email mm. or to, to send off a message and say hi. Although knowing that these people, like where they are in their careers versus where I am, like it, honestly, they, you know, those things don't happen and people don't typically give their time away like that. Yeah. But yeah, I, I will definitely say that was a huge a huge risk for me because you know I think it's just so easy to talk yourself out of those moments yeah it's so easy to be like you know what no 
this not only is it not for me, it's not going to work. They're not going to respond. I don't have the portfolio, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So, and I will say something as of recent, uh, there is a management company, a photography management company that I absolutely adore. And I really hope to work with in the near future. They were launching a portfolio review and yeah, I almost didn't sign up for it. Even even though knowing that I wanted to somehow talk to them and show them my work, I didn't have much of a portfolio. And yeah, I would I would say recently I was just like, sign up, go do yeah. it. You don't have it all. And but what you do have, guess what? <laughs> That's what you have, and we're gonna talk it up. And it was the most incredible conversation. So yeah, and 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 so I feel like the underlining theme here is like if you feel called to do it, no matter what the the un- the underlining feelings are, mm-hmm. just do it. You just never know. You just yeah. never know. In those first two examples, why was it still valuable for you to have done it, even though it didn't turn out the way you expected it would? I feel like in, in both of those moments, it was really felt like a lesson that like, if you if you truly want it, it can be yours. Nothing is off the table for you. And regardless of what you may think you have or don't have, your skill sets, da da da, you still hold value. And mm. it's so clear that you do because you you wouldn't even be in these rooms if you didn't. You yeah. would not be sitting on the Zoom, you know, talking to this man <laughs> who has done incredible work. If, if you didn't hold value yourself. So I think in those moments, it's just really a matter of understanding that like, no matter what it is that's in front of you, like you have so much to offer. Mm. You have so much to offer. And and one thing that I loved about working with you that I am going to take into this, into the next lifetime is that people are looking for you. Yeah. They, they, they're, they're looking for you. And so it's just a matter of, if, if someone is looking for you, you also have to be looking for them. And so mm-hmm. it's like, or, yes. or going, walking, walking towards them, actively yeah. walking towards them. And so I think, yeah, definitely it was, it was just, it was, it was a moment of like, this is available to you and it's available as long as you are committed to walking towards it. What advice would you give to your past self? Ooh, my girl. <laughs> Yeah, man, she, I love her dearly. We, we went through the ringer. I love her. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would definitely say that for starters, take a deep breath. <laughs> um, you know, just, just really take a deep breath and give yourself, you know, the space to, to explore, as I mentioned earlier, but to also like continue to interrogate why you think certain things are off limits for you or, you know, why, why certain things just feel so scary. Why, why don't you want to post or why don't you want to put yourself out there? So just really taking time to, to, you know, interrogate certain, just certain thought patterns and certain feelings. Cause, and, you know, and I will say, I, I do feel like I did a lot of that in the past yeah but just with less intention <laughs> it was just kind of it was more like interrogating like beat myself up rather than you know <laughs> <laughs> rather than just like being curious about what's really going on so yeah and I would just say just do it just go for it just like I think where I am right now that younger me needed to hear is that like my my brilliance and what I have to offer and my life, right? I think this boils down to just a life of someone. My life is is valuable and it's to be yes. and, and and it's to be experienced, you know? I am mm. experienced and I do have loads of brilliance in me and as does everybody around me and that it might take some time, but release that into the world people are waiting to meet you people are waiting to talk to you people want to know you i and i'm really i'm really starting to learn that now it's like yeah just nothing nothing's off limits whatever it is that you desire like identify it and just go 
just walk towards it like it is it's absolutely yours so absolutely thank you is there anything that we haven't touched on that you wanted to talk about oh yeah what i will say as we conclude is that one of my favorite things i just have to say it's <laughs> i know i've mentioned a couple favorite things throughout this, throughout this talk, but one of my other favorite things was okay let me preface this by saying that when i came into this program again didn't know what to expect but you know there was there were really moments and i really appreciated this about you but there were moments where you just really challenged me and like you really questioned like i always say like yeah she just asked me such great questions like i was like my therapist doesn't even ask me questions like this what <laughs> yeah i was like you know you know you asked me such great questions and i if I get it wrong, help help me. But one of my favorite questions was, you know, how would you be showing up today if it were to happen tomorrow? And I feel like that just, it just encompasses the work that we did together. It like, it not only targets like the belief system, it targets what you need to be doing. It targets the thinking of, it could be here tomorrow. Like across the board, for anybody who's listening and something that I'll be screaming for the rooftops for years to come is that I think things are just way closer than they appear to be. And so how can we mentally, spiritually, emotionally be prepared for it? Cause it is, it's, it, it is on its way. I, I will conclude by saying that it's just, it's closer than it may appear, literally. And I think it's just figuring out, well, since we absolutely know that it's coming, how do we prepare for it? Yeah, I love that. That's a beautiful pa- place to end. Kay, thank you so much for coming on the show. If people want to check out your works, like, because I know, like, anytime I listen to any creative podcast, I want to see the artist's work. So if people do want to te- yeah. check you out and get in touch with you, how can they find you? Can follow me on Instagram. That is at two underscores, K-A dot E. And then I'm also on TikTok with a bit more uh, breakdown and uh, nice. bit behind the scenes of what I do. So that is K-B-T-S, K-A-E-B-T-S. Mm-hmm. I will be launching my services very here very soon and my website. So um, I will also be available for bookings in the very near future. So amazing (laughs) thank you so much for coming on and everyone thank you so much for listening if you've enjoyed this podcast please let Kay know slide into her dms and let her know that you enjoyed it and i will see you next week take care thank you so much Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of the No Room for Doubt podcast. If you've loved what you've heard today, you're probably going to want to coach with me one-on-one. Stuck to Unstoppable is my signature coaching program to transform your mindset and your confidence so you can go out and achieve the goals that you want in your life and in your business. Simply go to my website at www.kyramatthews.com to book your free 30-minute consultation. I cannot wait to get unstoppable with you. See you there.